Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Greg, Donna, Jimmy, JC. You're listening to Footy Prime News and Such, your one-stop destination for footy news and such. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Let's do this, shall we? Ready, boys? Yeah, fuck, what are we doing today? What are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. What, what should we do today, boys? I mean, we'll... I just sent a rundown about... 20 minutes ago you know, today we're gonna we're gonna pivot guys uh to volleyball okay we're gonna That's do a good idea. yeah welcome beach? to volleyball prime men's beach volleyball it's too bad hey. that one is missing for that kind of conversation yeah people true. used to hate playing volleyball with me because every time you know I, I i did a little bump got the ball up i'd be that guy screaming to the net Set! <laughs> <laughs> or really kill Okay, here we go. Oh, no, I thought we started. Oh, well, okay, we started. Well, let's, let's how come we're not doing the five and four and three and two, one? Five. Five, three, le deux. So it's the second start. I like the first start, though. I like the cold open, JC. kind of works, you know. Jimmy asking, you know, what, what's, what are we doing today? Oh, it's just classic. It's just classic footy prime. <laughs> JC's here, top left. There's Craig behind him, un- under him. Jimmy's under me. Beside Craig and diagonally from from JC, um, no Wonga today. Um, this this show is in memoriam for Daniel Wong, who who passed away from the man. <laughs> Fucking come on, what's the matter with you? Honestly, what I, I spoke to him yesterday. Oh, he, he looked like hell. He, he sounded like hell. He, he said this morning, "I can't do the show." So, I mean, what do you want me to? I hope you don't say that when I'm not there, man. We say far worse. One day you might be right. Oh, don't It'd be awkward, that. wouldn't it? By that, the way, that joke you made last podcast turns out it was true. Yeah. Hey, JC, can you delete that? 
<laughs> it's, it's already gone to the thousands. Yeah. But B's away today as well. What, He's what not am I deleting? Because Dan Wong is actually dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that, you know, that's, you know, it's like we knew the future. Can you play this what whole you- show with like a piano under, under the piano tune, you know, that you do for that. obituaries? <laughs> anyway, it's very prime, boys. Um, Dan is alive, by the way, just for those who are worried right now. As far as we know, he's alive, but he's just not feeling well. He sounds like crap. He has no voice. His cough is awful. So this, uh, this, this man flu is, is taking its toll. JC is recovering from, from the same flu, um, still feeling rough, but he made it. He cares about what we're doing here. Um, we'll get to footy picks later today, of course. I've got a couple of uh, Wonga mail sacks as well to get our lips around. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I want to start talking about Anthony, though. Did you see the, the showboating yesterday? I did. Right, so Anthony for United in Europe, um, he gets the ball out wide, does his little pirouette a couple of times. And, of course, the old school players, Martin Keown and Robbie Savage, um, Paul Scholes, just, just hammering him. Oh, you can't do that. It's bringing the game into disrespect. In my day, we would have gone through him with two feet. Um, even Ten Hag commented about it, saying yeah, he'll have a word with him about it. What are your thoughts, Craig? I, I saw this. I've seen far worse. He bought himself some time. I think as the older I get, the more patient I am for players just trying to entertain us a little bit. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I am as well. As well as the these older players, they tend to, when the team's doing well, they don't ever jump on that bandwagon. They just seem to always find a negative. They jump on Anthony. But they've won like a bunch of games in a row. They're playing better football. Things are turning around. There's a little showboating. Yeah, you might be want to be careful because you might end up getting hurt. But what's the big deal? I just don't get it. I really don't get it. Like, fuck, this is what this is what they're talking about. Never happy, right? Never happy. Never. Jimmy, did you see the what we're talking about? Yeah, I saw some of showboating. So, what do you think as a, as a former fullback who's probably gone through a few players in his time? What were your thoughts uh, when you saw that? Uh, I think they're probably looking at him thinking you're not really in a position to, to be showboating and doing that sort of thing. Man United's like, not having the best best time, are they, as a, as a club right now? You're out there, you're showboating a little bit, and it's different, you know, if it's, a, I think, a Neymar and Ronaldo, all these pe- players that have earned it and have earned that right to to be that type of player. I don't think he's earned that right to be that type of player, to showboat like that. No chance. That's why they're all pissed off with him. You know, I could be, I could, I could see it being different if he, you're top of the table, things are going great, you're winning championships, you know, mm. you're, you're a big, big name, but to be doing that, come on. Even Ronaldo in the early days, remember when he was at Man United and yeah. he was doing all these stepovers and all that kind of stuff. A lot of criticism about that. And the, yeah, but he, he, yeah, but he was doing it, but he was productive with it. He was taking players on. This guy's just doing little circles in the middle of the pitch and dragging the ball around. Like, there's nobody around him. Ronaldo's but doing 20 the game. And, he's, and then he's going around you and getting on goal. And But what's wrong with entertaining the crowd, though? What's wrong with that? At what point, where's the line to be drawn with showboating and just being Well, flash. do you want to be a freestyler or do you want to be a footballer? Go play football. But in that particular instance, though, he did this thing, right? And it looks it looks bad. I acknowledge that. But the defender had no idea what he was doing. 
right? He bought himself a little bit of time, then got rid of the ball. Because well, the so defender's probably looking at him, going, what are you doing, you idiot? I'm going to smash you if you do that again. I don't think it's something like that any individual should be doing on a regular basis, but once in a while, you want to do that? It's no big deal. But as, as a player, when you saw it, I mean, in, in back in your guys and you played, it wasn't that long ago, really, but there was a response, wasn't there? Oh, by, 100%. By certain players. You, you, 100%. you take his number. Maybe you wouldn't do it right there and then, but you take his number and make sure that he got the business later on. Is yeah, that that's, okay? That's true. That is true. And you might even get that today. They're going to just try and stick a firm challenge on you. Yeah, That's a risk that you're taking. We saw um, the other Brazilian for Spurs do it. Not that many Charleston? weeks ago. For Charleston? Yeah. Charleston? yeah, that's right, yeah. Right? And he did get kicked. Oh, he, Brendan Johnson got it. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. You can do that, but you are uh, running that risk of getting uh, a Do you know kick. what? It, it, I think in the football world, guys, it's it's kind of that, that code, right? It's the, it's the respect, respect of the game, respect of your opposition as well. You know, there's you know, teams winning – and they're up three, four nil, and all of a sudden you start juggling the ball and giving it way, way. Hey. You know, you're taking the piss now, and that's when someone's going to try to go through you. Yeah, it's the taking the piss part, but I don't think that Anthony was really taking the piss at that stage of the game. But I get that part too. Yeah. Where is this code, by the way? I've been trying to find it for years. Just trying to find this code we keep talking about in sport, you know. And- you never taught code. the code. You, you learn the code, right? The hard way, I guess. But it's not like yeah. a book, a manual. Maybe it should be a no. manual. So it, well, there's no doubt about it. Just Jimmy talks about this code. And yeah, I would say that there was this unwritten code that years ago, uh, predominantly when it was mostly British players who would just kick the shit out of each other and get up. And that's what you, the code was. You just you didn't fake. You didn't feign. You, just, you did the job and you got stuck in. Um, but as far as the code goes, players are cheating fellow professionals in football on a very regular basis. They do it all the time. Cheating, trying to get fouls, injuries, sent off, yellow cards. We saw it in the Canadian Premier League even. It happens. So, Yeah, the code has been broken, hasn't it, really? If you look at it, it's evolved. I mean, like you said, back in the day, depending on where you're playing, of course. Depending on where you're were, playing. Yeah. So, There's no so, code in CONCACAF. <laughs> well, there is. You know, a you came back and played international games with Concacaf. It was like, oh no, there's no code. Well, that's why even like that's why even like Scolzi and Kyo and all that they're getting they were getting pissed off with it, right? Because that's not the time to do it. You're not in the place. He's not that player that should be doing that kind of stuff either. Just play the game. I'm interested in that, Jimmy. You say about the players got to earn the right to try those things, right? So, as a veteran player in a team, do you think they they Someone there at United would talk to him. I mean, who's the, who's the most veteran player at United? Let me think here. Oh, yeah, it's, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. Do, do you think he's telling Anthony, you know what? <laughs> Don't be trying anything flash. <laughs> Don't try any yeah. tricks. No, but it's, look, you know, even you watch, you watch some games where guys try to be a little bit fancy and do these little tricks and that. And you can see even sometimes their own teammates are saying, like, cut it out. Like, Stop. Primarily because someone could get hurt. Yeah. And it might be me. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> somebody's going to leave something on somebody, you know. 
could that change the entire vibe of a match? You know, when you see someone doing that and, and disrespecting, you perceive it as disrespect. Can that change the entire tone of, of how a, a, a match feels? Maybe for it's- sure, for sure it can. Because then you know it's going to start getting heated, right? And then, you know, the you're looking at your teammate going, we're going to, we're going to, this is going to be a bloodbath pretty soon. You keep this up because they're coming after you. And then we got to try to help you out. <laughs> you know, someone's going to try to set up a 50-50 because somebody would be saying, hey, yeah. give me one of those little hospital balls because I'm going to go through this guy. He's taking the piss now. Yeah. If one of those left-sided players were like, they're taking the piss here. I don't like it. Did you guys enjoy a bloodbath? Uh, JC, sorry, you're raising your finger. Yeah, I just have a question. Uh, <clears throat> is this literal piss? Or um, <laughs> you keep saying it, and I'm thinking, I've watched you know at least a dozen games. I've never seen anyone take a piss. <laughs> You've seen several take the piss, though. You know what? Well, I mean, I did watch a movie once that where someone did take the piss, and I, I regretted pressing play on that on the internet so <laughs> I, I've, I've pissed in the field before and you see it in rugby more than soccer maybe the old kneel down you kneel down like you're stretching out your groin and actually you just like slip it out and have a quick piss in the field done that before yeah. usually before a match yeah before in the warm-up maybe yeah yeah not during it generally speaking yeah. you do sweat out the urine don't you generally speaking yeah. and if you are pissing then you've really screwed up your prep for the match yeah i've never needed to go to the bathroom during a game or even had the urge no, going to bathroom ever. Never dropped a halftime deuce. <laughs> never. <laughs> sphincter was sphincter was pretty tight. Because <laughs> <laughs> you get nervous, right, before a big yeah. game, your old stomach. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Any well, that, that would be different. <laughs> Any pukers, like pre-game pukers? I've seen guys puke before games. You know, oh, yeah. they're, they're not even big serious games, but some guys get so nervous. Yeah, I've seen a lot of guys do that. Yeah. Usually, before the game. Uh, everybody's got their own rituals and what they do before a game. Usually everybody's going to the bathroom a lot before the game, yeah. Yeah, because you're drinking so much. Drinking and uh, water, J C and Gatorade. Yeah. Once you get out on the pitch, there's no no need or ever want to do that. Yeah. Imagine this there was this uh, hub of rugby in Ontario called Fletcher's Fields. It's where all mm. about seven, eight clubs were based there in Markham. And uh, there's like obviously lots of locker rooms, but one one big washroom, right? And yeah. and you can just picture house league, you know, essentially put a, a Canadian parlance rugby on a Saturday morning, right? There's tons of games going on from eleven o'clock in the morning to to like five. You can just imagine those washrooms, right? Just devastated, awful, Ooh. awful things. And I mm. love playing rugby. And I love playing up at the square, Fletcher's Fields. But you get there, and around about noon, you walk into those washrooms and these disgusting, horrendous yeah. rugby players who are not taking care of themselves the night before. Just, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. We used to, we used to play there with high school rugby. That's where all the regional and, and provincial championships were played. Mm-hmm. Great setup. Yeah, great setup. I think it's, uh, it's gone now, isn't it? No. No, no. Nope. I, thought, I thought they sold it, or it's going to be. Gone. Well, maybe it's sold, or maybe it. it's going to be gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they bought it back in the sixties for like a buck or something, and then uh, they yeah. sold it to developers, I believe. But anyway, I'll look into that. But uh, you did, pre-game you, rituals. What? Sorry, go ahead. So you you asked about did we like a bloodbath earlier? Oh, yeah. 
Got distracted. <laughs> I was going to say yes. Actually, I did. You did, mm-hmm. eh? Yeah. Sometimes when it got good, you know, it's heated, physical. Yeah. There's some good games. There's really nothing like, better than going through a, like a good challenge. At Upton Park, good, we, we were 50, one away 50. from game being abandoned. We had three sent off. <laughs> the fans were loving it. That was against who? I like, I, I like it when, it was, when it's clean though too, right? Leeds United, I think. You know, when you, the ball's there to be won and you're going through it and another guy's going through you and, you know, you both get up, a little pat in the back, refs like, well done, boys, play on, let's go, you know? Mm-hmm. And the crowd gets just right into it and you're just like, ah, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. But nowadays that's more rare, isn't it, that you get two guys, yeah, that was a good challenge, 50-50, had a boy tapping the back. Now it's like one guy's rolling around like he's been shot trying to get a yeah. card. I, I see modern football, certainly top flight modern football, it's lost a little bit of that. Hmm. Well, before it was like, well, if you got the ball, then what happened after was fine. So players would take the ball and then just clean the man out. And it, there was a time when that was like, yeah, that's fair. Now it's like, even if you do that, get the yeah. ball, you show too much excessive force. That's why they feign injuries because they're trying to pull that that card. Oh, he's too much force. Give me a foul. So That's right. Because I remember you, you'd go for it. And you'd, you'd hit the ball and your trailing leg would just destroy them. You go right through them. <laughs> yeah. And then you get up and you go, I got the ball. <laughs> got the ball first. <laughs> yeah. Now the rules change, right? But yeah, when you, you make that first initial challenge and you realize referees put his whistle away, it must like just change it to, it must, all right, game's on now. As opposed to, you know, the referee flashing cards early in the game, whistling yeah. everything. You think, oh man, we're in for a long afternoon here now. Yeah. Must be frustrating. Yeah. Which what is what is the fun part too is that when it gets fun is that the challenges aren't dirty they're fair and players are going in you know with uh, not the intent to injure but it's like we're going to go in hard and maybe somebody might not come out the other side it was all sort of that to where that's changed game's gone eh Jeez, not the same anymore like when we used to play who was the the, the- was there a guy on your team that you knew, you know, the whistles put away or the cards were put away? He was going to make take full advantage. Who was the, like that? The hardest footballer you played with, guy that you respected and other teams respected. Oh, Jimmy played with a few. I know of two. Like, um, yeah, I played with a few. The center backs were always pretty tough, and you know, you look at through. And uh, I'm not going to say that our game back in the day, and we're talking about what it was like, because I actually like the way football is played now. You know. Pitches yeah. are nice. The technical technical side of things, fast. You know, you know, I had enough head injuries in the '80s and '90s to, you know, regret playing in that time when it was incredibly direct and physical. Yeah. And that, so I'm glad that's that's not the way it is anymore. So Jimmy, who was the like, hardest uh, teammate you had? Well, I've had I've had quite a quite a few guys. They're really good. Desi Walker could line somebody up and mince them in a second. Yeah. Easily, easily do that. There was another midfielder that we played with, a guy called Andy Johnson. Prutz was a bit of a nut job as well. Prutz would get sent off all the time. David Prutton? David Prutton. Oh, man, his challenges were ridiculous. You could just see it in his face. You see it in their eyes. You're just going, oh, my God, he's getting sent off. 
And then that's the amazing thing because we had David Prutton on here and, and you would never think that interviewing him, you know, as an individual um, had that slow that a lot where guys, once they cross the white line, they turn into freaking animals. Yeah. You, even if you, I think you look at some of his highlights as well, like sending offs and you're just cringing, <laughs> like just cringing his tackles. And then you know what I was get up like, what? What? I got the ball. <laughs> No, it's think, true, right? When you watch like highlights of games from the eighties and nineties, even right, and, and you, it's so different to today that the challenges and how you know there may be cards being flashed in those days, but there weren't suspensions attached to them often. No, a good example would be Vinnie Jones in the FA Cup final against Liverpool. First like, ch- minute, wasn't it? Challenge first minute against McMahon. Yes, yeah, he was McMahon, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah, that's a straight straight red these days, all day long. Oh. Not you even a question. YouTube didn't even get, get a chance. chance. No. no, yeah, but those you remember them, Craig. Do those those type of players as well? They would have a bad touch on purpose to set them up so that they could go through you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they would. <laughs> they would have a bad touch on purpose. Yeah, Ooh, bit heavy was it? Touch, not on purpose, but and then they'd look and go, go on. Then let's both go for this. Yeah. Like, oh, you guys are nuts, man. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Neil Ruddick was tough. It was oh yeah, hard. Razor, razor. Julian there was a lot, Dix. A lot of Julian guys back Dix. Jesus Christ, you wouldn't want to get in his way. Julian, Dix. was he at West Ham when you were there, Craig? Oh yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. He was one Her of the dirtiest fullbacks ever. Oh yeah, yeah. Nobody wanted to face him because they were they knew we were gonna it was gonna hurt. We should get him on the show. I remember I interviewed him a few years ago. Now I forget mm. where it was now, and he was a really yeah. good interview. Great stories. I direct message with him a little bit. He's doing. He's doing well. Yeah, yeah. Let's bring him on. Yeah. Different era. The game's changing. Uh, do you see this? Genius Sports has partnered with the Premier League. So later this season, for broadcasts, you'll be seeing a lot more um, player stats and data that ordinarily you wouldn't be getting access to. Player speeds, shot speeds. Um, I imagine you know distance covered. These, these kind of things. And eventually, the plan is to get the viewer really immersive. So you can your TV angle can bring you down onto the field as if you're actually there, which I think would be absolutely incredible. But from a f- footballer's standpoint, I mean, is, is it too much? You don't want all the data shared if you're having a bit of a, a bad one, or you're a slower player, or you you've got a, a rubber leg. I mean, you understand why they're doing it, but if you're a footballer or even a coach, you don't want to divulge everything, do you? No, there would be certain things. I'd be interested with the Professional Footballers Association say about it too um i know north american sports nba for instance that kind of data has got to be very carefully controlled and agents and players don't necessarily want a lot of that data put out there because it's if you're tracking it not that you can't really track it yourself by you know going to watch and things like that but really if you see data especially physically declining over a certain period of time you know, you can get a pretty large sample size and see where a player is physically, whether he is truly declining. Now, Ronaldo, for instance, I mean, that data on him right now, physically, is he declining? You know, his pace is obviously not there as much, but you'd be able to get some pretty accurate data, which I'm not sure all players would want. So, but I think from a fan's perspective, I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Sometimes it's too much for as the players as well, because, you know, if you get a manager who's, just reads into it too much. I mean, there, there was a few managers at one point that got so into this analytics that they, they actually lost sight of what they were doing, you know? 
And there's no, there's no better judgment when it comes to football than the eye, because you see things that are, that are going on. You see what the game's all about because it, the game dictates really where the numbers are going to go as well. Right. Yeah. What kind of pace it is. If it's slower pace, who you're playing against the opposition, are they bunkering in or, you know, are you playing against a team now where you can counter attack? So you're, the numbers are going to vary an awful lot. And I remember having one manager when he was, we had this analytics guy, he was just so ingrained, but just had no clue about the game and what was going on in the game. Right. And I think I told you this one time when I, when I was playing, the guy came in and was like, oh yeah, your numbers are really low today. And the manager right away just had a go at me. And I had to go back and sit with him. And the reason was because the team that we were playing, we were getting pressed. And we had a player in the center midfield who was out, who was a left footer. And every time he was getting pressed, like the, the two guys that came in were two central midfielders that were right footed. And every time they got pressed, they turned to the right foot and would go out the right side nine times out of 10 rather than come out the left side. So the previous game, my numbers were up high because the other central midfielder was a lefty. So he got the left back in the left winger in, in the play more than what we had the last game. So when I sat down with the manager, I said, this is why the numbers are low. So he watched the video and he came back and he went, you know what? He goes, you're right. You're right. He goes, I'm just, I'm listening to this guy and these numbers all the time. He goes, but I'm not looking at the game going, why is this happening? Why is this, why is this going on? And a lot of times, you know, the players, I remember in games, Craig, and you know this, where guys would be just making stupid runs and just continue running just so that they could get their numbers up. So, oh, look, I hit 12 kilometers this game. Or you're doing these stupid little passes so that you can get your numbers up. You know, those five little 10 yard simple pass. 100% 100% accuracy, bang, 100% accuracy, bang. Oh, I was, I was 20, 20 for 24 today. Yeah, yeah but you had like it was you all had backwards. 15, 10-yard passes. <laughs> yeah, all backwards. Yeah. So like players look at it sometimes and yeah. Yeah. they'll get it in their heads and going, okay, here, I'll get a couple of little cheeky passes to, to this guy because he's close and my accuracy is going to be very good. Mm-hmm. I'll make silly, silly runs just to continue running so my numbers are going to be up. I'll make I'll make a couple extra sprints in here because my sprint's going to be up. You know, it's. But then the ITS will say, "What the yeah. fuck were you doing?" Well, yeah, right? hard, 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 hard to gauge, game, hard. which manager wouldn't be like, "Why are you making this run?" <laughs> well, I have to get my numbers up. Yeah, how do you gauge heart as well? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, wasn't there? Wasn't didn't TFC um, towards the end of maybe during the championship run? Uh, Bez came out and said, "We we think we found." Um, an advanced analytic that can gauge grit. I remember something about that, and everyone said, "What the hell? How the hell can you put a number to grit?" But someone has said that well, that was the case. I I, I don't know, but uh, mm. yeah, it's, it's a bit much because it's funny because all this data is still very much in its infancy, really. Right? It's only been the last number of years, and you have these two, as is the case in society nowadays. You got the two sides, the pro mm. data and the pro eye test and whereas the truth lies somewhere in the middle like jimmy said there yeah you know if you're smart enough you you understand that you get guys too that are you know yellers and screamers and yeah come on like like putting the all these circles in this public you know circles of the players and they're all yeah come on yeah we're gonna do this it's all fucking bullshit it's all shite you do that in the dressing room it's all just for public show do most because players understand some of those anyway? guys doing all that? They end up being the fucking worst guys, and they, they go into a show. So it's just you know, doesn't mean anything. Jimmy, yeah. at CPL level, do most players get it? Understand deep tactical strategies, or is it a lot of just reacting? 
Uh, you know, so there's there's some players that do. Some of the other guys, the the young guys, you know, they they struggle a little bit because they're coming out of, say, for instance, League One, or they're coming out of, you know, lower lower football where tactically they don't really understand the game as as much. So you you really got to sit down with them and talk to them about tactics, explain it, keep things simple. When you're teaching guys, Jimmy, too, you have different guys that learn differently, don't we? We know this. Like some guys are real visual learners, and some guys you can just tell them, right? But some oh, guys yeah, need 100%. to see it. And uh, if until they see it, they might say, "Oh yeah, I get it, coach. I get it, coach." But they'll keep making the mistake. And it's yeah. like, hold on a minute. It's just how their brain works and how they're you know how they absorb. Uh, data and stuff in themselves and how they use it themselves. But it's, uh, it's very interesting that everybody's, yeah. everybody's different. Most like some players, uh, you know, uh, some players like the old arm around them. Some players need to be screamed at. Some guys just a bit of both in between, right? We should, at some point when we get everyone on the show, we should ask and predict who's what in, in this show, who needs to be screamed at for motivation, mm-hmm. who needs an arm around him for motivation. That's important as a coach, though, understanding the room and reading the room and individuals because there's everybody's going to be in different positions, whether something's going on in the personal lives or or whatever they're dealing with. And 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 knowing that and understanding it and seeing that is 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 what makes a really, really top quote coach. Yeah. One hundred percent. The game's the game's changed so different now. I mean, we talked about this before, you know, it's you gotta understand the psyche of the players and what makes them tick. Some you have to yell at. Some you got to put a hug, give them a hug, you know, pat in the back. Mm. You know, you you really got to under, understand your players and and what motivates them. And 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 how different it is now because the yeller and screamers don't that they don't last five minutes. It's, it's it doesn't work that way. No. And if the coaches don't want to adapt, then they're going to miss out because it's not really the the players having to adapt to the coach. It's the coach having to adapt to the culture that is now, and that's just mm. the realities. Yeah, I think when I look back to, you know, I've, I had some managers and a lot of them were very, very aggressive, you know, yelling, mm-hmm. screaming. And I, I didn't I didn't mind it, I think, just simply because I was used to it. You know, I was just part of playing and growing up in the in the system. Yeah. Um, but the, the managers that I really like that would have a yell, but would take the piss as well, you know, as the game's going on. And I'll be like, fucking hell, Brennan, you're going to keep keep that ball in play or do you want to put it back in the stands again for another three? You know, <laughs> so he's, he's getting his point across, but at the same time, he's having a little bit of a laugh with it. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, Gaff. I, I, re- I remember yeah. one with, with Davor Shuker. I was on the bench and Davor Shuker was, uh, came over from Arsenal. He was well past his best, but what a guy and uh, what a player as well. But uh, his hips were definitely gone when he came and he, he got on and, he tried to chip the goalkeeper from inside the box instead of shooting because I think his hips were hurting and Harry is just going, losing it on the bench. He's on fucking 20,000 pounds in appearance. He just tried to chip the keeper. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> you know, I'll tell you a funny, funny answer. I don't know why I'm bringing it up. Just because I'm, I'm thinking of a manager, Joe Jordan, right? He was very aggressive. And I remember one time, uh, the ball went out of play and he was having to go at me and I'm running up the sideline to get the ball for the throwing, but I'm looking at him and he's saying something. I'm saying something back to him because I played this ball and he's like, wait, play. I said, because it was on. I played it to his feet. He's like, oh, playing it behind. I said, but his feet are there. And we're, we're arguing. So the ball's kind of rolling towards me. 
I go like this to pick the ball up. Well, I got two footed like you've never seen in your life, right? Like, I mean, just minced. And I've got the ball in my hand and I've more or less done a somersault and land on my back. And I'm like, what the? F- What's going on here? The ref blows a whistle, comes over, free kick. I'm a free kick. I didn't realize Sean Goder threw the ball in. It so was live. <laughs> he threw the ball into me. Why you're arguing with your managers? I go to pick up the ball. This guy goes right through me. I went flying. I took a yellow card. Was on my back, and I look up at Joe. Tension handball. Yeah, tension handball. Uh, no way. And then Joe's yelling at me, "You idiot!" I think like, I was looking at you. I didn't know he threw the ball in. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. You wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of Joe. There's probably some footage of that somewhere. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. By the way, JC's put up a great picture of himself many years ago with Razor Ruddock. Look at that. Yeah, look at that. Is that Razor, right? It is yeah. Razor. He's a big man, eh? Huge. Yeah, he's Huge. a big man now. Do you remember when he wore that Predator headband? Uh, did he wear that? that at West Ham? No, he wore it. I think it was at Liverpool. They, they made a that. they made a, a Predator. Uh, what do you call it? Like a headband. Like like so, Nike Predator. What? No, the Adidas Predator. Adidas, sorry, I mean Adidas, yeah. So remember the boots that they came out with? Well, yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. He had like this headband that I think he wore a, a few matches. Man, what a So it was the guy. same material. So when you headed it, it just went, boom, flew off your head. He was freaking brilliant, man. He was what in the dressing room. Just, oh. You can see why he does, he does so well. You know, really he does after dinner speaking and radio and as a few guys that played with even guys like old guys that beforehand alan brazil don hutcherson does well low masses as well and that sort of thing the old after dinner circuit yeah yeah makes good money doing that can't you yeah yeah you got to be good though man because it's they're fucking they'll let you have it but when you hear them, though, I mean, you hear these these veterans and these old guys, and they've been doing it for decades now, and it's just, it's so tight. They're set, so to speak, right? It's so well done. They got all the stories just down pat. Mm-hmm. They've told them a thousand times, right? But when you hear it, it's like you're hearing it for the first time, but it's just so well put together. Yeah. You got to be. It was Alan Candy. He was in town a few years ago. Liverpool, Alan Candy. He was just brilliant. Some of those stories about the great Liverpool teams in the late 70s, early 80s, right? And like, wow, just oh, superb. All right, boys. Yeah. Um, let's uh, move on to some uh, some footy picks, shall we? DJ Melo D. It's footy picks. It's footy picks. It's footy Thanks, Deech. We still miss you. But yes, your voice lives on in Footy Prime. All right, boys. Um, I'll, I'll start this one. This is courtesy Sarah Peraria here at the Parlay, room 442. She, she knows her betting, actually, even though she never actually bets herself. But she gets some good ones. Here's one for you. Liverpool against Leeds this weekend, right? Liverpool at minus 350. Uh, Leeds at plus 900. Is that Anfield? But Liverpool to win and both teams not to score. So Liverpool to nil, basically. Plus 150. Interesting. Big weekend for Jesse Marsh, one thinks. At Anfield, a big loss might be the one that broke the camel's back. You mm. think there? Yeah, I think he's starting to feel the pressure a bit. Yeah. 
unfair though, I think, isn't it? I mean, I think he was so. results or everything, but he's in the, you know, fighting. You look at the table right now, though, it's crazy, right? Yeah, you can be in the drop zone or close to, but the bottom half of the table mm-hmm. are all within, I think, three or four points of each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A result or two is you're right out of it. You're right up to mid-table. Look at West Ham. Ten. Yeah, exactly. Where are we here? Let me take a look at this a little bit closer, the, the, the table here. Well, Everton's on 13 at 12th, 12th position. Yeah. That's four points out. Four points out, is it? Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's nuts. Two, if, you, if you get two wins, you're right up there again. Yeah. Or two losses, then you're, you're, you're talking about fire managers like Jesse Marsh. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's crazy. Yep. There's a little bit of they, they play now. hard. They play hard, Leeds. They, they, they do. I actually like him as a manager. I think he's I do, but it is a I results-driven do. business, as we know. I remember watching that game against Palace. And remember, I said to you guys, I was like, Leeds were unbelievable. Like, just the tempo they played at, the pressing, closing down, and moving mm. the ball. And then they were unlucky, just caught, caught with one break and bang goal. You know, they, they didn't deserve it. I think there's been a number of times this year as well where they, they didn't deserve to lose. Yeah. Bad luck right now. Yeah. I just had a heart attack here. So I'm in this little small, literally a closet here at the Palais, right? Doors closed. I've got my, my headphones on, which are like those, you can't hear anything outside. And I'm just sitting here and I, I turn around and, and there's Ellie, a guy here, literally on all fours, grabbing his Are jacket you? from the chair behind me. <laughs> nothing nothing too uh, dirty here. And I didn't know he was in the room. He's right behind me. He's giving me a freaking heart And your face started. You had a big smile on your face. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Face yeah. went a little bit red. All right. <laughs> so he came back in the closet to get his clothes? Yeah. <laughs> in his ladder? So many jokes there, aren't there? <laughs> All right. Um, what you got, boys? You got any other picks here for the weekend games? Um... I can go with some games for you if you like. No, I think. Uh, what are my odds if I take Villa over uh, Newcastle? Villa over Newcastle? Okay, let me uh, check here. I'll check out our North Star Bets account here. Uh, bear with me here. I don't know if it'd be that good just because they're coming off that rather last result. And all right, so sorry, it's Newcastle Villa. Yeah. Newcastle's at minus 121. Villa on the road at plus 340. Mm. So there's some value there, but hey, new manager bounce, right? Yeah. Yeah. A, a draw might be possible. The draws at plus 270. So yeah. what, what's a draw for Forrest against Arsenal? Uh, okay. A draw for Forrest is plus 600. Forrest road win is plus 1500. Wow. Might take that. Might take that. 15-1. I mean, I know they're coming off a good result, like a great result, the result being Liverpool, but it's not as if Liverpool didn't get the chances in that match, right? Exactly. Exactly. Who, who they got? Are they Arsenal at home to yeah. Nottingham? Yeah. 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 Not a chance. Arsenal. Here's one for you, Craig. West Ham on the road at United. Plus 400. Hmm. That's a tough game. Do you think Ronaldo right. starts? He started on Thursday. He West got Ham the goal. Could get a draw. West Ham could you get a draw there? I'd be mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. That's plus three hundred. Do you think Ronaldo yeah. gets the uh the start again in that one? 
hasn't started. I think he started two Premier League games all year, but he got back in there with a goal midweek yeah. in Europe. What do you think? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't looked at them closely enough to see where they're at rate at this moment. But he, He's obviously still not doing what Ten Hag needs in the striker as far as yeah. he's not going to press. Rashford's getting his opportunities, so it might be Rashford again, but at least Ronaldo's back in the mix now for being selected, I suppose. Yeah. As opposed to that that scandal that hit the Premier League last weekend. If they get a good result as well, they're, they're right in it now. Oh, yeah. They're right in that Champions League spot. Yeah. West Ham's problem is they're just finishing, you know. They've, they've had several games where they should have picked up points in Nottingham, Liverpool, you could argue, right? Missed penalties mm-hmm. at Liverpool and Nottingham, Post, yeah. Crossbar, Brighton. They lose at home to them. Two efforts on goal from Brighton, scored them both. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they, they they could easily be six or seven points better off, but that's the worry, though. You just don't know if they're going to be able to finish on the day. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Some good games, some good games this weekend. Leicester Man City, the only one on Saturday, by the way. Um, you know, Leicester coming off two wins, won 4 0 last weekend. They're playing Man City. So obviously the big underdogs, but plus 900 for a home, home team. I know it's City, but you never know. That would be interesting, eh? Yeah. It, I, I mean, Jesus, if your life depended on it, you're not going to go for Leicester, are you? Let's be fair. But you're not. They do play for Brandon Rogers, and he's not like he's like, you know, given up at all. Like he's he's being really professional about what he's doing, and he's going to look as though he's, he's going to have to stay there. They're not willing to pay him up and let him go. Yeah. And uh, he's got on with a job. And the, that's, that's really quite a credit to him, actually. And how yeah. the players have been like, okay, let's, let's dig in. Yeah. Well, he came out and said that he, he's staying. Mm-hmm. He's not going to resign. Damn right, he's not going to resign. No, he's way he's too not much resigning. Money there. No. <laughs> um, by the way, before we leave today, um, we did get uh, some feedback through Wonga's mail sack. Uh, we were talking last time, Craig, about ha- how rudely you were interrupted by B on, I think, Sunday's show, telling a story about Frankie Allop, uh, Eileen yeah. Murray. Then I blame um, JC, but apparently that was wrong too. Yeah, well, well, Eileen's responded. She's Sorry, listened to our last pod. Eileen says, uh, Brandon, I was genuinely upset with the interruption. For us listeners, it was so sudden and came out of nowhere. And I still need the end of the story, please, Craig. Were they able to make the sub without his number? We, I think everybody was, uh, was disappointed as well. And uh, Brandon has been suspended today. So that is why he's, <laughs> that's why he's not, absolutely that's why he's not yeah. here. He appealed, but he lost the appeal as well. There was a unanimous vote and frivolous, uh, frivolous suspension carried through. Yeah, one pop ban for automatic for an interruption. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, They were able to make the substitution, yeah, without the number, but it was uh, it was chaos a bit. Yeah, so he's uh, he's standing outside right now. Yeah, Frank got substituted once. He was he was literally in front of the bench. And Fergie wanted to, Bobby Ferguson wanted to take a, make a substitution. Frankie's going to pick up the ball and throw the ball on really quickly right in front of the bench. <laughs> As he's in the back, his ball's behind his head. He's ready to launch one down the line. The manager, Fergie's like literally rugby tackled him. No! <laughs> Frank's all tied up. Frankie, she, Frank goes, I, I thought it was a fucking fan or something. Somebody's running on the field. Like, literally, You're coming like, up. Like, Who the hell is this behind me? He's, tackling me you're fucking off yellow <laughs> you know I, I think we all have an impression now in us an impression of craig having an impression of bobby ferguson 
Yelep, yelep. Year off, yelep. Yelep. I'll tell you, good yelep. Good, I'll tell you another good yelep one. So what was there, back in the day, there was three, only three substitutes, right? Like, like two years ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. So <laughs> one's a goalkeeper, right? Uh, one's a striker. And then you got Frankie. And uh, Charlie Woods, the assistant, is like, Bobby, we gotta, we gotta make a change. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta change something. Fergie looks around at the bench and he goes, "Can't fucking score, fucking used goalkeeper, useless." Yallop, I don't know what you're looking at. You got no fucking chance. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Frankie. All right, listen, by the way, as we uh, we sign off here, um, Canada Soccer's just sent a press release naming Degree as the official deodorant and antiperspirant partner in a new multi-year deal. It's too soon to make a joke out of it, but there's got to be a joke there somewhere, you know? <laughs> but the sponsors are now flying in. It's good to see. Gatorade well, a few weeks ago, now it's Degree. What an opportunity. And once the, the contract's done, that's obviously something that would hang over any sponsor's head. They need that contract done. They don't want to be involved in anything with, they got enough shite going on with their previous uh, group, Hockey Canada, especially, right? So Which has left that's a real the bad opportunity. smell in the Canadian the ba- sporting Bad industry. smell. So that's why the deodorant companies mm-hmm. come in, right? Yep. Cleanse it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's also shirts and, and uh, gear now available on Fanatics. And this, by the way, we're not sponsored by Fanatics. Wish we were, because I'd be wearing a lot of gear right now. If you want to sponsor us, Fanatics, please touch base. All the money is going to Fonzie. What are you talking about? Yeah. got no money for us. I know, but there's stuff available. Uh, and good for him as well. Good for him yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, listen, careers are short. Make yeah. the money where you can. Yeah. yeah. I think you'll be okay. Any of them. I think he's going to be just fine, right? <laughs> he could retire now and he's probably going to be just fine. He's smart enough to. I dare say he's putting his money in good places. So, um, All right, boys. Uh, we're out of time. As mentioned, you can catch all those matches on FuboTV.com. Subscribe and uh, let us know your experiences this weekend. We've got three weekends left before the World Cup starts. So three mm-hmm. more weekends of full match days. Before, hey, uh, is, there any, is there any betting on the, uh, the final this weekend? CPL? Yeah, there is actually. Well, let's have a little um, look. Okay, sure, we can do that. Let me just uh, go back here. Uh, let's, let me, let's guess. Without, without looking, Jimmy, what do you think the odds are? Atletico Ottawa hosting Forge. Forge, Forge have been in four finals in a row. I think it'll be very close. It is very close, isn't it? It's got to be. The, the, the betting has to be incredibly close. It is. It is. Who do you think is a favorite in that one? Uh, I would say, oh, man. I'd say Atletico just because they're home. I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. Forge are the slight favorites, plus 118. Yeah, well, they've been there, done it. Yeah. That's what it comes down to, the experience, I suppose. Big game experience. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be a good crowd as well. Yeah. But great season. Atletico Ottawa last, dead last, last year. Turning it around. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Let me look at some other bits. He can get get a... I'm calling that game, so I'll give you guys a shout out. Well, thanks. Buddy. All right, do it. Yeah. All right, it was great having the coaches on the other day. I was—they were super. Yeah, they were great. Bobby and Carl. Tell you what, here's one. 
They were, they were great, very good. Here's one for you. Here's a bet. You know, that's what I do. Northstarbets.ca, right? Both teams to score, forge win, and over two and a half goals, plus 360. Is that within 90 minutes? Yeah, I believe so. Mm, okay. I believe so. I, tell I, you what, there's, there's always chaos in these games, right? It's Canada soccer. It's Canadian Premier League. There's chaos. It's great to watch. Mm. That, that there suggests chaos. At plus 360, I wouldn't mind that. Well, going by the semis, there's lots of that, so let's hope so. Yeah. yeah. Sunday evening, make sure you watch it. Big games coming up in MLS this weekend, of course, as well. Conference finals or MLS semifinals, as I call mm. them, and we'll uh, we'll talk about them all on Sunday night. A little bit later than usual, because obviously we're waiting for the CPL final to reach a conclusion. No Jimmy this Sunday. He's calling the game. Good luck, Jimmy. You and Adam will do a great much. job, I'm sure. Look forward to hearing the call and giving us plenty of love. All right, Craig, Jimmy, JC, thank you very much. Thank you for listening. This has been Footy Prime, the podcast. Keep buying newspapers. Cheers for listening. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.